Hey there. Thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better. And our heart is to reach, send, nurture and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Well, hey, good morning, church. Uh, It's great to be chatting to you today and just bringing a bit of a message and continuing our series on hope. Wayne started a couple of weeks ago on that, and it's a a great topic, I think, to be discussing right now and and unpacking a little bit more. Firstly, though, I want to just really shout out to our kids team, uh, Britt and the crew, and all the kids that were involved last week for our kids' takeover service. How good was it? It was so much fun to watch them and to see them be involved in uh, all the different parts of the service and um, it was yeah it was a great great morning so if you haven't watched it you can head over and watch that again um, this week if you'd like to so I want to unpack a little bit more this whole concept of hope um, Wayne started that as I said and I think hope is an interesting thing and an interesting word And we use the word hope in a whole range of different contexts. And um, it often is about us aspiring that something might occur. But we often interchange it too with this thought of wish, you know, and a, a wishing something to occur. And, you know, hope is not a fairy tale possibility. Let me say that again. Hope is not a fairy tale possibility. It's not just wishful thinking. Uh, you know, I don't know how you use the word hope or, um, or wish, but we can often interchange those things. And, you know, we might hear someone say, oh, I hope I win the lottery or I hope I can get a discount on that car or I hope this thing could occur or that thing could occur. Or, you know, some of those things are often a wish. The thought that we somehow hope there would be a wish Uh, connected to something, you know, I I hope we get out of lockdown. Who knows what today's going to present, hey? You know, our kids will say, oh, for Christmas, I hope I get this or that, or I hope. You you know, we can find ourselves easily interchanging this thought of hope and wish. But hope's very clear in the Bible um, that it's a, it's a thing that we should strive after and something that is connected to who we are and who God is. You know, when we're using that word hope, it's often the thought of us having a personal desire or personal gain. You know, when I say I hope something, there's, there's something in me that actually says, well, I want that to occur. Or I, I hope that this thing happens. Even as I say it, hey, uh, I hope I think we all have an understanding that there's a desire in each of us for an outcome or a a situation to change, and we desire maybe something different to where we currently are at. There's an inner desire in us for that to occur. You know, those things aren't necessarily selfish uh, or wrong. So it's not like a, a selfish desire or a selfish hope, but there's something in us that actually Uh, wants that to change or wants that to occur. But you know, our hope should be grounded in truth. Our hope should be connected to truth and alignment to God's truth and our desire or hope for those things to come to pass. So there should be a connection. What we're hoping and dreaming for and imagining 
can't just be wishful thinking. It should be grounded in the things that we aspire to see that God would do in our lives. Um, maybe in the world around about us, not just wishful thinking, not some fairy tale thinking. You know, when we used to come to services here at 13.30 on a Sunday morning, uh, we would all drive in the car, Sarah and I and the, and the two boys, and we would always pray. Every Sunday morning, we would pray on the way to church. We'd pray for different things. Often we'd ask the boys to pray, uh, you know, for kids' church or new people. And we'd just, each, each of us would go around and, and take a few moments and pray while we're driving in the car. Through that um, process of us praying, often the boys would come out and say, oh, I hope today that there'd be new people, or I'd hope that today we have a great day in kids, or I, I hope some people find Jesus. You know, and that, that was great, but we had to make sure that they understood there was a, it wasn't just wishful thinking, but we actually wanted to understand that there's a truth attached to our prayers, that we're praying and declaring something that God would would come and intervene in a situation, have his Holy Spirit would have influence. So I'd often say, hey, don't just hope, but actually pray and declare and say, God, we, we're believing for this to happen. Now, actually, the context of them using hope was okay, but I don't, didn't want them to think that somehow it's, it would just happen without us believing God's truth and a connection to that. Romans 15, 13, one of a few scriptures I want to refer to today says I pray that God the source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit and scripture there says that God is the source of all hope and it's saying too that um, there's a desire for us to overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit so if God is a source of all hope, uh, there's got to be a connection for our hope to his truths. That's where our hope comes from, or it should come from. It shouldn't just come from an inner desire for something uh, selfish to occur, or a thought that somehow if we say something over and over and again, it's going to occur because we did it. Or some sort of mantra that we have in our lives to say, well, if I, if I do this or believe somehow that it's just the universe is going to make it happen. No, we need to have a confident hope in God. That he's the, the source of all hope. And so our hope has to be connected to biblical truth for that influence and that change to occur in the situation. We can't just think something into being. You know, we can believe, we can pray. That's what the Bible says. Pray and believe and, and have the faith for a situation to change or an outcome to be different. But, but it's got to be with God. It, it can't just be ourselves hoping that somehow, because we have a desire for it to occur, it, it is going to happen. So our hope needs to be connected to God. We need to be relying on Him and seeking after Him and seeking the hope that comes from Him and the hope that comes from Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. Ephesians 2.12 says, In those days you were living apart from Christ. You're excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel. So this is the talking to the Gentiles. So people that weren't the Jewish people. And, and Jesus had come and this scripture is talking to them. 
It's saying that you weren't part of the kingdom of God. You weren't part of the the people of Israel. But now it continues on and says, you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them, to the Israelite people. You lived in this world without God and without hope. So again, there's a connection between having faith and, and relationship with God and hope that we have in our lives. So, so there's this direct correlation. Hope isn't just something in our personality, in something that we have in us. It's got to come from God. There's a connection between us and Him and the hope that we have. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3 says, as, I, as we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work. Um, Paul's writing this to the church in Thessalonica. Um, so we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of the Lord Jesus Christ. The people there had hope because of the Lord Jesus Christ. That was where their hope came from. Their, their, their hope in their life was because of the source. It wasn't because they were just optimistic but it was the source came from God. Our hope should come from God. It shouldn't just be torn up, shouldn't just be tied up to our circumstances and how we're feeling. But I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. So how does hope and faith differ? I think for all of us, at some time, we've maybe interchanged again to faith and hope. But we, we might believe and have faith in, in the Word and God and the things that we believe, but we, we also would use the word hope and faith sort of interchange. So let's, let's look at that a little bit today. In 1 Corinthians 13, it's the scripture that you've maybe heard at a wedding. It talks about love. Love is patient, kind, all the different things, and it defines love. In the very last part of that passage, verse 13, it says, Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. So we see in scripture there's a difference between um, faith, love, and hope. They're three different distinct things. Now I didn't go and pull apart the Greek this week and, and look at that, but we see that there's three different things. So faith and hope are two different components. If we look at the, the definitions of these and understand that from a biblical context, faith is the confidence or the trust of biblical truth that we have. God, God is going to come through. We're, we're standing on our beliefs. You know, we believe in the word of God. We believe in the gospel. We believe that Jesus died on the cross so that we might have eternal life, that we can have a relationship with God and we, our sins are forgiven. They're, they're things of faith. Here's where hope is different. Hope is the emotional attitude or optimism that we carry in a situation. So it's how I feel about it. So I can believe all of those things. I have faith. But how I approach a situation, the emotional attitude that I have or carry into our situation is where my hope changes and is influenced. I want my hope to be filled with positivity and optimism because of what God has done, because I'm connected to God, because he's the source you know, our desire for something to come to pass uh, is where our hope is connected to our emotions. So let me say that again. Our hope is the emotional attitude or optimism. You know, we can believe things, but be 
negative about it, not, not positive in the outlook, especially at the season that we're all going through at the moment, our hope can wane. It, it can be running low because we don't see an end point, but we've got to come back to God and see him as the source of all hope. You know, we need to have both of these things. We choose faith. We make decisions to believe in the things that are unseen. Go and read about it in Hebrews. You know, faith is about us uh, believing things that aren't necessarily tangible to us, but having a revelation from God and believing those things. Hope is how I journey through it. Am I positive? Uh, am I content? Am I optimistic? In saying that though, I don't know about for you, but I still have bad days. <laughs> you know, I, uh, especially at the moment, there's up and down times. You have a, have a great day and majority of my world at the moment is I'm in a good space. But there's days you just wake up, the weather might be bad. Uh, there mightn't be anything to do. I remember, I think it was last weekend where it was cold and wet. I'd sort of done a whole bunch of things around the house and I'm just like, oh, I just want to see some people. I'd um, love to go and do this or that. And my hope in God was still there, but there was a down moment. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. That's not bad. That doesn't necessarily mean that our hope is gone and we should beat ourselves up over that. But we, we can feel flat and tired. But we need to ensure that our hope and our, our emotional response to situations continually is fed from what God says and not just how we're feeling about a situation. I love this thought from a great theologian and preacher, John Piper. He talks about this thought of an emotional reservoir of hope. An emotional reservoir of hope. If you think of a reservoir, it contains water. It's where life comes from. You know, we can turn on the tap and we get a drink out of it. Uh, you know, we're able to clean, do all the things we do in our home because of the reservoir that has been built up from the rainfall that's come in. John Piper says uh, this emotional reservoir of hope that uh, he encourages people to build up is a place to find strength to keep going and not give up. How good is that? So, so it's a place where we can draw from when we need it. But the thing with the reservoir, if we just keep making withdrawals, we keep the tap on and nothing comes to fill it up, then it's going to at some point run out. Hey, there's going to be this point where there's no more water to come out of the tap. And in, when we're looking at the whole concept of hope, we want to be in a place where we're filling it up and making withdrawals. So what can fill this reservoir of hope? You know, if God's the source of all hope and we want to fill this reservoir, you know, think of it as that reservoir out in the, in the hills or maybe a bucket or a tank, whatever it is, we've got to be filling it up with the right things, with God's hope. You know, a knowledge of God's promises. Let's be putting that in. What does God say about our situations? An awareness of his truths. Praising him despite circumstances. Uh, you know, the scriptures throughout Psalms and so many places, there's points of praise that occur despite circumstance. Let's be praising God in this season that we're in right now. Let's be understanding uh, his truths in this situation. You know, hearing another way to, to um, fill that reservoir of hope is hearing the stories and the testimonies of other people's lives. Hearing what's going on, but most of all, experiencing something that God has done in your own life. 
where God's come through and you didn't have necessarily a whole heap of hope and then something came through and, and God was able to do something powerful in it. You know, in the last uh, week, probably two weeks ago now, uh, we had a couple of um, kid incidents in our house. Ollie fell off his scooter and had a giant egg on his head, came running in and he ended up being okay. But then first week of school, learned from home, he was sitting on his desk uh, at his, in his room doing Zoom with school and he was leaning on his chair and he slipped and smashed his teeth through his lip. Top and bottom, straight through. There's blood everywhere. He's screaming on Zoom, and and um, you know he had to say to his teacher what had happened later on. But I went and had a look, and you know there was two big gaping wounds. Sorry if you're a bit squeamish, but I could pretty well see through his lip, and it was not nice. So we're icing it up and all this sort of thing. And Sarah's preparing to take him to the hospital because it was almost guaranteed to need stitches. And I just sat with him while he was really upset and, you know, we'd put ice on it and I had another look and yet it was gaping open, like seeing through it. So I prayed for him uh, just before they went to the hospital and off they went. Um, Long story short, a couple of hours there, seeing a nurse, yep, we're going to need to do stitches. The doctor came along and he said, it's all closed over. It's back together. All we need to do is put some steri-strips on there. Sarah rang me and I'm like, are you serious? The only thing that we could put that down to was a miracle from God. Like this was gaping open. And, you know, we walked away going, wow, Ollie, God did a miracle in that moment. It was a small thing. Yeah, but it was significant. Somehow God came and healed him. You know what that did for our faith and our hope that week? It just gave us a lift despite the circumstance of pain and and suffering and all that sort of thing. You know, those moments like that are opportunities for us to build that emotional reservoir of hope. And then when something happens next time for us to actually go into a place where we go, hey, God came through before. I don't know what that looks like for you, but can I encourage you to seek stories from others, read all those sorts of things. Hebrews 10.23 says this, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let's hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm because God can be trusted. You know, as we look around our world right now and in society, I think generally people are in a place of negativity. It's hard to find positives right now and we start to begin to attack and, and criticize and a whole bunch of things which we won't get into today. But I want us to live as Christians in a world where we're carrying God's hope to those that are around about us. If God is our source of hope and he's the source of all hope, why should we not be carrying God's hope and love into every situation that we go into? Yeah, we mightn't like it. Yeah, we might have down days. But without the hope of Jesus, we just live a life that's enjoyable. We we might care for people. We might have purpose in our career or reaching out and doing things for other people, caring for them. And they're all good things. It's a good life. But ultimately, without the hope in Jesus, we're just living a life and going about the things that we do day to day. Our hope should be in him. Our hope and our source should not only be in him, but the, the, the download of how we feel, that emotional attitude to go into situations should come from him. 
And that's where we need to build that emotional reservoir that I was talking about. You know, hope is free. Hope is free. We don't have to pay for it. Jesus made the the sacrifice for us. And God being the source for that, we can tap into that. We can ask him to provide us with the hope. We just need to learn how. We just need to have the right attitude walking into things. We need to read his word, seek after him. The scripture that I read at the very beginning was Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian today and if you follow Jesus, uh, I want to pray in a moment, uh, but I want to encourage you... uh, I'm not sure where you're at with your mental health at the moment. I'm not sure how you're at with that reservoir of hope. I'm not sure where you're at, but I I want us to to walk away going, okay, God, I'm praying that you, you being the source of all hope will come and fill me with joy and peace because we're going to trust him. Let's be people that trust him and seek after Jesus. If you're here today and you're watching And you don't know what it means to follow Jesus. I want to also pray with you. You know, you can pray a prayer wherever you are right now. Maybe you don't have any hope. Maybe you're feeling in a place of hopelessness. Jesus can come and bring hope in any situation. You know, we can explain it. Uh, theologically and, and what we read in scripture, but something happens in our life when Jesus comes in where there's no hope and we just have this emotional lift because we know we can come to him. You know, you can pray a prayer, prayer wherever you are. The prayer to pray is, Jesus, come into my life. I ask you for, to, for you to forgive me of all my sins, that I want to follow you all the days of my life. I thank you that you died on the cross and that I'm going, to, I'm going to follow your ways. Help me, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can pray that prayer wherever you are today. If you want to pray that prayer, you can do that now. You can pray that later on. If you want to pray that prayer, we'd love to connect with you. We'd love for you to understand more about what it is for Jesus to be the hope of the world, to be the hope in your life where there's no, um, no hope maybe right now. If that's you, we'd love for you to jump on our website. Look at the section there on Jesus. There's a prayer laid out like I just talked to you. You can pray that. Let us know. You can fill out that form. And we would love to take you through the journey of what it is to be a Christ follower. Um, And we'd we'd love to do that. I'm going to pray and um, finish our message today. Will you join me? Lord, I just pray today that as we've started to or continue to unpack this whole thought of hope, that you'll continue to pour into us, that we will continue to seek after you as the source of all hope. God, I pray that where we've maybe depleted our emotional reservoir of hope right now, that you will give us the tools to start to pour back into that. Uh, Where we're struggling 
because of the situation that we're in, we'll continue to praise you. God, I ask for every person that's a part of Resound Church, that your Holy Spirit will just come and speak to them, revive them, give them peace and joy, like your scripture says, that there'll be a sustainability that comes from seeking after you, where we're tired and fatigued. God, I just pray right now that something powerful takes place in every room, every car, wherever anyone is listening right now, God, that you will do something in each and every life we pray. God, we pray for our situation. We ask for that to be different and for you to have your way right now. Be with us this week in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks, church. Uh, We pray that you have a great, great week and look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, if you'd like to listen back to this, we've got our podcasts. You know, can I encourage you to just meditate on this concept and these scriptures this week? Have an awesome week. See ya. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.